0: Welcome to a special bonus episode with Nicole Blevins. We're on Transform Your Workplace. Nicole, thanks for coming back on the show.
1: Yeah, excited to be here.
0: I caught this article and honestly, I saw it like all over my LinkedIn feed and Twitter. Malcolm Gladwell, the author of Blink, David and Goliath, Outliers, and he has regular guest spots and podcast appearances. He's a well-known thought leader. He was asked about remote work and... What it's doing to people, and I'll, I'll pull up a couple quotes and I want to hear you respond to them. So <laughs> okay. he basically says that when we're sitting in our pajamas, we can't have a sense of belonging and feel necessary to the workplace and feel like we're contributing to something that's bigger than ourselves if we're just sitting in our re- oh. like remote work environment. And he said, he goes on to further say. If you're just sitting in your pajamas in your bedroom, is that the work life you really want to live? What do you Ugh. think about a statement like that? Is, it seems out of touch a little bit, <laughs> but I understand I understand it a little bit.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I see a little bit of both sides, but I'm wearing pajama pants right now, in total honesty, and I'm very comfortable. I'm in my workout
0: gear, active right?
1: <laughs> And I'm very happy and comfortable and loving what I'm doing. Yeah, I do think it is a little out of touch in terms of we've been doing this for the past two years. And for some people, it doesn't work. It's not ideal, but for some people, it's been amazing. It's allowed so much flexibility. It's allowed people to really do their best work. So I think it's a little bit one-sided. I think there's a lot of different ends to this and people that love remote work, people that absolutely hate it, couldn't do it long-term. And so I think this really makes people that have been working from home and been successful at it for a long time feel like are you saying that i can't do my job or that i'm not capable or something like that so it's interesting there there
0: was a really good point from somebody and it was in this article that i found on new york post and it was basically somebody saying look this guy he was famous for saying it takes 10,000 hours to be like an expert on something. I think in his book, Outliers, he talks about this 10,000 hour rule. And for those that are remote work was brand new, what do you have? Maybe 3,500 hours (laughs) in in the bag as far as remote works. So I get it from that perspective. It's like a lot of us are still trying to figure out this remote work thing. And we're not going to be perfect, but we're figuring it out.
1: Yeah, exactly. What do you think? Yeah, I think people are still figuring out. I would say I still have clients that are struggling with remote work and certain remote workers not really being a part of the team or being productive. And I I think it just really goes back to there's all this conversation that's very one sided of people saying remote work is the only way to go. You have to do remote work. And other people are like, no, everyone needs to get back into the office. We need everyone back in the office. How can people be productive working from home? And I think the reality is both are wrong. (laughs) It's really somewhere in the middle. And instead of centering this conversation on it has to be one way or another, centering it on people and people work differently. People need different things depending on where they are in their lives and what they need to be successful. And so really it's somewhere in the middle and it's, it's having conversations with your employees to determine what works best for them, how they can perform their best and just being open and honest about that. Yeah, it, I definitely don't like (laughs) that sentiment or that comment. At
0: all. What I struggle with this whole conversation is a lot of us think that we like remote work. We love remote work, that we need remote work, but there are some major downsides to it in terms of like mental health, always being connected, hell, scheduling video call after video call with no break in between. There's just so much opportunity to jam more stuff in a day and it feels like we're working more. I don't know if you feel like that,
1: Definitely. but it,
0: I've heard that from a lot of people and we may default to like, I love being in my pajamas. I love being home, <laughs> but we're really, we're working more, we're less happy. And I've had moments where I, I, even though I hate driving into the office, the routine of getting in the car, having a little bit of separation from a computer for a short amount of time, going to the office, seeing yeah. people having live conversations it does something different to your brain. I'm not going to ignore the benefits of it.
1: Yeah. There's definitely pros and cons. I would say early on in the pandemic, when I first started working remote, obviously I moved from Florida all the way here to Oregon. And when I first started, yeah, when I first started, I just literally picked an apartment. I didn't know the area. I just picked this tiny apartment that was like five minutes from the office. And I'm like, this will be great. I'm five minutes from the office. I just picked this tiny apartment. I don't need anything super expensive. And then we all started working from home and I'm like, okay, now I don't have a comfortable space to work from home. And it was really difficult at first sitting on the couch, trying to work off my laptop or the kitchen table or different areas. So it was a challenge. And then I also had an apartment that didn't have AC because in Florida, everywhere has AC and That is not a thing here in the Pacific Northwest, not everywhere has that. So in the summer it was hot. And so there are challenges. There are definitely challenges. I also did find myself working more. So it's not for everybody, but with those challenges, there are solutions, right? Like being open and honest with your manager about the challenges that you're having with remote work so that you can brainstorm like solutions. And maybe that's, well, office is open you're welcome to work from there if you need a change of scenery or a coffee shop or just solutions to best support you and prioritizing your work so you're not working so late like things Mm -hmm. like that but it definitely blurs the line of home and work life when you are remote working
0: you know what comes to mind, and I never really thought about this much until you talked about your apartment living situation. I mean, I've thought about it a little bit. I know everybody's home life is not created equal—the access to materials, the internet speed, yep. all of it. And if we, we as we continue to having diversity, equity, inclusion, yeah. equality, all of the all of these conversations, remote work is not equal. Like I might have a different internet speed than you. I might have different equipment than you and so our productivity levels may be different based on that and yeah as an employer shouldn't you be having conversations about those kinds of things to like what do you need from a resource standpoint to make sure that you're successful working remotely, if that's truly what you want. Otherwise, the office truly does even the playing field a lot when it comes to work productivity. So respond right. to that. I'm just curious what you think.
1: Yeah, I agree. That's definitely a challenge and that can affect someone's productivity. It's how stable their internet connection is at home. If they There's multi-generational living too, where people are living at home with their grandparents and their parents and grandchildren, and so they have a large family, which can lead to more distractions as well. And so it's really having individualized conversations to fit the needs of that person. And that's, I think, really how you can have that inclusivity is a one-size-fits-all isn't gonna work for everybody or having expectations on your productivity. There's definitely some industries and some things where you need a certain level of productivity, but helping people get past any barriers to get there, to really perform at their best, be as productive as they can be and have those healthy boundaries as well. And I will say that I have clients too, where they've shifted to remote work and it's actually really helped their diversity, equity and inclusion lens, because maybe it's a job historically where somebody would have to drive or have to sit in Portland traffic. And they've got a lot of workers in some of their roles now that don't have reliable transportation don't have vehicles so they wouldn't have necessarily been able to get to the office reliably every (laughs) day and so now they're able to have this job where that's not a barrier for them because they can work remotely they don't have to worry about figuring out transportation so it can help in that aspect as well
0: isn't that interesting like the point that you just made for equity inclusion diversity And I was thinking of it like from a okay, equipment and and all this other stuff. So the answer is there's no perfect answer.
1: It's all kinds of ways. I think
0: a conversation and being open to new ideas and the flexibility of what your people want, I think is the most important part of this, don't you think? Yeah.
1: A flexibility of what people want, but what they need, like really focusing on the needs of the individual. And sometimes it's I always say it's hard for people to say what they need sometimes, like it can be awkward and uncomfortable and and employees may not want to just come out and give their list of needs or demands. So I think it's really important for managers to ask those questions. I always say, if you ask someone a question, they're not going to lie to you, generally. If you ask them a question, they're not going to lie to you. But They sometimes won't answer that question if you don't ask or give you that information if you don't ask. So I think it's really important for managers to check in with their employees and ask, how is remote work going for you? What do you need to be more successful? Do you have everything you need? Do you feel like you're performing your best? so that you can really support them from there.
0: This is a great discussion. I know a lot of people are still talking about it. Here we are two, two years later. I think it's just the fact that this is, it's not going away. No. I think it's the new normal. We thought it was just pandemic related, but now, employers and employees alike are saying like actually this is a better situation both for the business and for me productivity wise i want to keep doing it and i think we need to keep talking about it i think employers need to keep getting flexible and providing more resources in terms of how do we optimize the remote working environment and how do we make it work for all of our employees. So I just yeah. appreciate the discussion with you. Any parting thoughts on this? Any Anything else that comes to mind?
1: Yeah, I would just say I think there's a lot of pressure on companies right now to decide one way or another. Either we're doing remote work permanently or we're coming back into the office permanently. And I feel like this is why this conversation is still at the forefront is because there's just this lot of pressure of you having to pick a side or pick one way or another. And I think as we've discussed in this conversation and as we're hearing is, there really is no one way or the other. It's, there's a middle ground there and it's really just focusing on the needs of your employees, being flexible and making sure everyone can perform at their best.
0: Nicole Blevins, thanks for being on Transform Your Workplace.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. See you again soon.